Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back after the Thanksgiving break, if you want to call it that. Ate a lot. Hopefully, all you guys are safe and had a nice holiday as well. Um, we all know that the Ravens and Steelers didn't have a nice holiday. <laughs> They're playing uh, right now as I'm recording and watched a little bit of the game before he came up here to record and I'm actually quite surprised of uh, the outcome as of right now. Um, just came back from halftime and Steelers were only up uh, a few points. Um, you know, the Ravens basically did not have anybody to play. You would think the Steelers would have been up by a lot more by this point, but I mean, we'll see how the game ends, um, and we're going to touch on that uh, where, how it all started, and why are they playing on a Wednesday and not Thanksgiving like they were supposed to. But before all that, head over to StayTunedSports.net to follow our, our social media's uh, links as well as our you know past uh, episodes, and then up top where, where the menu is, our merchandise tab is there. You head over to our new. Uh, merchandise store over on Zazzle.com and uh, you know, purchase some Stay Tuned Sports merchandise um, right now we only got the, the hoodie and the Truck Series shirt I just started working on Scott Crump's iRacing car shirt and speaking of him he's actually going to be racing in two leagues this year um, with the Stay Tuned Sports car He's still in the Erska League that he won last year. And the new one he uh, messaged me the other day about. Um, Jesus. Uh, Elite Racing, I think it's called. I'll, I'll look, look it up again. <laughs> but uh, so you, you'll be able to see him twice on Monday. They race back to back. On YouTube, so when that gets closer, you know, I'll give you guys more of the information there, so you guys can follow him there. Um, so, kicking off the show this past weekend was the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight, and I didn't know if I was gonna watch that or UFC fight card, but once Derek Lewis and uh, Curtis Blades got called off, I lost kind of interest. I mean, that was really the only only reason why I wanted to watch it. Um, I thought that would have some heavyweight championship contender um, feel to it and I mean it sounds like they're still going to try to set up the fight for December at some point but you know I'll have to wait and see but 
as far as the Tyson Jones pay-per-view, overall, I would honestly say it wasn't that bad. Um, I was expecting it to be a lot more circusy, which you know we got there with Jake Paul and poor old Nate Robinson. Um, that poor guy. I mean, I, I don't know what he was training, what he was doing. I mean, he should have realized this was not going to be a street fight. This is a boxing match. You can't come flying at a guy head down and just flailing arms. And on top of that, to have Snoop Dogg doing commentary. Now, I saw some people bashing the idea of having Snoop commentating this boxing match. Now, he did Jake Paul and he did the Mike Tyson, um, Roy Jones fight. Here's the thing we got to remember. One, this was an exhibition match. So it wasn't like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars were at stake here or championship belts were at stake here. We all knew there would be some form of circus feel to it. And his commentating with the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson um, fight kind of gave it that feel to it. Uh, When Nate Robinson first got knocked down, which I do agree with him. I do believe that was a a punch behind the head. So obviously it's going to throw your equilibrium off. But the whole commenting that uh, Snoop was doing I was crying laughing and especially when he finally you know was knocked out um, I didn't like the only thing I probably say I did not like was the music in between fights and that's just my personal feeling because I don't really like rap which is weird because I, I used to like Snoop Dogg and Tupac, like the old school rap, not this newer stuff. Um, and I mean, honestly, like I said, that, that was probably the only aspect of this whole pay-per-view I didn't like. Now, as far as the Tyson-Jones fight itself, I didn't have high expectations, you know. Um, I don't think much of us, much of any of us did. There was a lot of uncertainty when it came to the rules and things of that nature um Triller who was the promotion uh that put this on did come out and say that DraftKings was a partner with them uh they could place your bets in New Jersey I think Illinois was another one and I forget the third one that they could do it at Roy Jones came out first and at 51 years old, it showed his 51-year-old body. I mean, you could tell his knees were done. Um, basically, looked like he was wobbling all the way out there. And then even just walking around the ring, you could see he's wobbling. As far as Tyson, I mean, he came out. He was in great shape. Um, fight starts. Tyson still has that speed. I mean... Not the 20-year-old, you know, 21-year-old speed that he had when he was a champ, but definitely not no over-the-hill, you know, dad bod-looking type punches, you know. And he landed a couple times, and I think that's why Roy Jones, for anyone that didn't watch it, um, he pretty much hugged the the whole match, the whole fight. 
And I think when he got hit once, he realized, you know what, I'm just going to hug the rest of the way to get my paycheck. And that's really what happened. I mean, I had it, Tyson winning. Um, he was the aggressor. He was landing the punches. And all Jones was doing was hugging and clinching. It actually even got to a point where when the ref uh, separated about, I think it was like the second or third round, he even said to both of them, like, guys, what are we doing? Are we are we hugging it out here or are we fighting? And even when Jones got into the clinch, he really wasn't doing anything. You know, get to the clinch, hold for two, three seconds, ref comes in and, and separates you. So you would have thought Tyson would have won. And this is, uh, this is what I was afraid of when the uncertainty with, you know, the, the state commission coming out saying it's not going to be judged because it's an exhibition match. But then the WBC um, had their judges there to judge the fight. And they judged it a draw. Which was just stupid. You know, but I had that feeling that something like this would happen. Tyson came out, did say he would definitely fight again. He definitely wants to fight again, keep going. Jones did a typical PR. You know, gotta go home, talk to my, my family first. You, you know, what's the best route to go next for me? You know, so basically, yeah. Let's not forget, Jones has a, a commentating gig with boxing, so he's losing a lot more by getting into, into the ring, you know. Um, one of the reasons why this match came about was Jones, back in 2003, um, called out Tyson, but then Tyson obviously had his issues, and that, as we call it, the fantasy match, never really came about till now I don't think it solved the question of who would have won that fight just because again you know 54 and 51 years old if you saw how Jones was walking around this one wouldn't tell who was the better fighter back in the day you know Jones showed some flashes of his um head movement with the defensive skills stuff like that but this was just a good pay-per-view to you know if it was like 20 bucks it'd be worth it um i think in the end this one costs like 50 or 60 uh, if they were to do it again definitely i would not pay for it again um but like i said 20 or 30 bucks sure um the only other part like i i, I start to talk about the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson thing. He must be like brain dead or something because after the fight got called because Nate Robinson was still unconscious, he went on to, to say, make some weird ass comments. Um, came out and said, you know, uh, he feels like he's the next Floyd Mayweather. Let me take that comment first here. All right. You think you're the next Floyd Mayweather. Well, of course you will. Because you fought a YouTuber and a retired basketball player. Of course, you know, fighting people like that. Fight an actual boxer. If you really want to take the fight game, the boxing game, as your next career choice, then fight boxers. Don't fight these over-the-hill bums. 
know this this win here and the, and the win against your other youtuber doesn't give you any credibility so to try to give himself some credibility he also decided uh, the, the, the interviewer asked him you know what's next for you he went on to say he wants to fight Conor McGregor or Dylan Dodonis. Um, I think he actually did name a boxer, but like, you know, Klitschko, like some big, big name. Dude, Conor would wipe the ground with you within two rounds, okay? Yes, you have power, but he has the speed and that left hook. He's a, tra he's a trained fighter, not a trained basketball player, not a trained YouTuber to that hits buttons or, you know. Dylan Dodonis, I, I still think, would beat him, but I do kind of agree with Cromier. <clears throat> I think it would be more of a, a fair fight than what Nate Robinson or his first fight was. Now this this was and they're considering it a pro fight, but this was his second co uh, career pro fight. I would say if I was him. Now the other thing, the rumor came out that his camp is in talks with Conor McGregor, McGregor's camp, I should say, not necessarily to fight Conor. So maybe the Dylan Dodonis fight will happen. Um, or even against Artem Lobov. Let, let's not forget he's out there. You know, he wanted to he went to BKFC. Wanted to try some boxing after that. And you really haven't heard his name. So maybe that name gets floated to him. But that that was there was four fights. That was the stupidest one that we definitely could have done without. So earlier today. It came out about my Notre Dame Fighting Irish will be playing in the ACC championship game. Now we just got to figure out who they are playing, which most likely it's going to be Clemson. Um, how this all came about was they were supposed to play Wake Forest December 12th, which was a makeup game from earlier this year due to uh, the COVID. But ACC sat down and realized that there's no need for that game. It has no implications into the championship game so now they will be off Notre Dame will be off December 12th as well as Clemson the week before the championship game now if Clemson for some reason loses to um, their opponent this weekend I think it's Virginia Tech they're playing yeah Virginia Tech they're playing um, then Miami may have a chance to play Notre Dame if they win their game. If both teams lose their game, I believe Clemson is in the championship game. The reasoning behind canceling the December 12th game is even if they lost against Wake Forest, they hold all tiebreakers over everybody in the conference. So this is starting to set up a rematch to the earlier game this year Clemson versus Notre Dame. And I'll tell you what, I'm excited for it. You know, I was I was tired of seeing all the Clemson fans, oh, well, we didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Oh, well, 
you know, if Trevor Lawrence was there, it would be a totally different game. No, it wouldn't have been. Because Trevor Lawrence doesn't play defense. He plays quarterback. And your quarterback played a really good game. But your defense didn't. So we were going point for point with you. Just like we probably would have went point for point with you against Trevor Lawrence if he was starting. But speaking of this game, though, we are going to do another live show on the Podbean app like we did the last time. Um, so make sure you stay tuned to our Twitter account. And I'm going to try to get it on a Facebook account, too, to keep uh, reminding everybody. But we're also going to do a giveaway that night. I'm still trying to figure out if I want to do T-shirts or, you know, something else. But that was definitely fun to have uh, Jeff, one of our fans, come join us in in the chat there with on the, the phone calls but definitely keep an eye out for that um, one, one other thing I do want to touch on with this situation with Notre Dame um, clinching it I just kind of hope like I know the ACC championship game was set in stone for the December 19th date or, you know, uh, 19th weekend. But why not have a set for December 12th now? <clears throat> Excuse me. Just in case there's another outbreak. That way it gives you guys a week. Because I see what's going on with the NFL right now. With the Ravens and Steelers. You have a week built in. Of any type of, you know, weird things to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then great. But as of right now, December 12th is an open date for Notre Dame and Clemson. But can't wait for that championship game. Especially if they beat Clemson twice in one year. You, I mean, for years, that's all we've been hearing. Oh, well, you don't play in a conference. You don't play for a championship. Um, a conference championship. Well... If we win this, what's the excuse going to be now? You know? And that pretty much would solidify us being in the playoffs with Alabama. And I did see something about Ohio State you know, potentially missing out in the playoffs because of not playing as many games, which, like I've been saying all year to you guys, I don't feel like they should be in the considerations for the playoffs. So I kept touching on a little bit about the Ravens-Steelers fiasco. Like I said, they're playing right now. We're recording it Wednesday. This game was supposed to play Thanksgiving night at 8 p.m. And then... Leading up to the game, all hell broke loose with the Ravens team. Um, up to the kickoff of today's game, they actually had 22 players test positive or get identified as high-risk um, close contact people or players. It's players and staff members. So it started off that the Thursday game got postponed to, I believe it was Sunday. Then it got postponed from Sunday to Tuesday, 
Yeah. And then... The Ravens... Oh, well, we need one extra day of practice. Well, NFL granted them their wish and got postponed till today, Wednesday. First off... There's, uh, I just don't understand. Why, why did the NFL keep pushing us off when you allowed the Denver Broncos play a game with no quarterbacks on their team? They brought up a rookie wide receiver from the practice squad to play quarterback. It was so bad that the Denver Broncos actually put a petition in, or whatever you want to call it, asking if one of their assistant coaches... If they could sign them to the team and let him play for, for this game. But yet you said, no, you got to play. Now, Broncos had three quarterbacks, three players. Did some misjudgment, wore their masks or didn't wear their masks. And, you know, they were considered high, high risk. They didn't even have COVID. They were high risk. But yet the Ravens have 22 players in one week test positive and you kept giving them time to get it under control. I just don't understand how Goodell is still running the NFL. Like, can't the owners or um, players like, you know, veto them or something like that? Like, Jesus, like... Even before recording here, he actually made a comment um, at halftime. They were talking to him about the situation, and they did ask him about the rumor floating around that, you know, NFL may be looking into doing a bubble situation for the playoffs. And he said he doesn't think they'll do the bubble because their protocols are working. No, they're not. You had this issue with the Ravens. You had this issue with the Tennessee Titans. You had the issue with the Raiders. There's issues all over the place. And the only team, supposedly, that hasn't had any players test positive or been put on the COVID list was the Seattle Seahawks. So that's 31 out of 32 teams, at least one player or staff member has tested positive for COVID. So your protocols aren't working. And now, not only does this past, you know, Thursday, the Ravens-Steelers game screw up the Ravens-Steelers game, but now it screws up the Cowboys and the Redskins as well, because now, with this game getting moved all the way till Wednesday, the Steelers game against the Washington football team is going to be played Monday at 5 instead of Sunday. And then the Ra- Ravens game against the Cowboys which was already moved once, will now be played on Tuesday. So, at some point, like, you know, Goodell and the NFL has got to tell these teams, you know what? Either suit up that day, or you forfeit the games. Stop babying these teams. I know it's about money, but you say you have these protocols, start punishing them even worse than taking draft picks away or finding them. You start taking losses away, then people's jobs will start being online. And I bet you any money, they'll start holding players and coaches more accountable than what they are doing now. 
So before we go, it is time for our weekly blue picks. And here is your blue picks of the week, brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. So last week, I don't think I did that bad. Um, I know I had the San Fran game right. Um, I may have hit on all three. Definitely, you know, felt better. So to go over our blue picks, blue picks are our blowout picks, lock picks, and our upset picks. Even I, even though to kick it off with the blowout pick, even though I know I shouldn't pick this team, it just was too good to not pick it. I'm too sure of a thing. Um, I'm going with the Raiders over the Jets. Raiders are favored by eight. Let's just be honest. If you're averaging 13 points a game, you're going to get your ass kicked. And with the Raiders being on a two-game losing streak, losing to Kansas City, and uh, I think the Fal- yeah Falcons destroyed them. I, I don't understand how that happened. Um, I, I think they come out pissed off and just... I, I could even see the Stars being sat by beginning of third quarter. This is basically, to me, is going to be a, a preseason game for the Raiders... And, you know, I was just thinking before we came on uh, recording, I wonder if the Jets are keeping Adam Gase around to help keep tanking. Like, are they afraid if they bring an interim coach in, the team might start playing for that coach to keep the job and screw up the number one overall draft pick? I mean, it makes you wonder. So, definitely go with the Raiders over the Jets there. My lock pick is Lions over the Bears. Uh, Lions, I think, are a three-point underdog. But the thing is, Matt Patricia has been finally fired after Thursday's game. Bears are just spiraling. Spiraling? Spiraling out of control. Um, On a five-game losing streak, you know, Foles isn't doing... Well, Foles is hurt, but Trubisky can't do anything. Every quarterback they put in there is just... Can't get it going. And with Matt Patricia gone, um, the interim coach, just like I just said with, you know, maybe why the Jets are keeping Adam Gase around, I think you're going to see the Lions really play for a new coach, have that new sense of happiness. You know, they're not going to, be you know weighed down from a, a bad coach anymore so i got the lions over the bears then for my upset pick i'm going with arizona over the rams arizona is an underdog by three if you look at the stats i mean this is a close game if you go on espn their um percentage of you know who's gonna win i think it's like a 60 40 split for the Rams but Arizona is scoring more points per game and even though the Rams have a defense Jalen Ramsey is questionable 
So my thinking is if Arizona's defense can get some pressure on Goff and cause some turnovers, get some short field setups, Arizona could get two or three possessions and put some touchdowns up. So definitely go with Arizona. So to recap, I got my Raiders for the blowout, Lions for the lock, and Arizona for the upset. My lovely Eagles play Green Bay. Whatever. <laughs> um, sure, I'll be talking about them next week. Don't really want to talk about them this week. I mean, I knew that they were going to stink it up with Seattle, especially with DK Metcalf. But head over to staytunesports.net and like all of our social media accounts, which is on the right-hand side there. Top, where is the menus, our merchandise section. I'm going to start getting some hats and everything else up there as well. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.